Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, June 29th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Sterling had itself a rough day, and mid-sized U.S. banks are trying to become more liquid. They looked at what happened to Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic, and they're thinking, I don't want to be there. Plus, there's more fallout from the sexual assault allegations against Crispin Odie. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Sterling had its biggest one-day fall against the dollar in more than a month. The pound dropped eight-tenths of a percent yesterday. The FT's bonds and currencies reporter Mary McDougal explains what triggered the sell-off. Well, I think the interesting thing about it is that it's been on a downward trend since last Thursday, when the Bank of England unexpectedly raised interest rates by half a percentage point to 5%. And normally, higher borrowing costs translate to a stronger currency, because a higher rate means a higher return. But what the market is telling us here is that investors are worried that the Bank of England's rate increases are going to result in some, in some economic pain. I think an, an important point um, in all of this, sterling has been very strong this year. It's, be, it's up about 4.5%. So we're really just seeing it start to weaken um, in the last week. Mary says that's not very helpful for the Bank of England. Because a weaker currency can be inflationary um, because it drives up the cost of imported goods. And the UK has a bit of an, an inflation problem. You know, last month, core inflation, which is what the Bank of England tracks, rose 7.1% year on year. This dip in sterling happened as central bankers from around the world were at a conference in Portugal. That included Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell and Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey. The key takeaway was that they were all pretty firm in their messaging that rates are going to stay higher for longer and they will they will keep rates higher until they bring inflation back down to target. Andrew Bailey, um, he definitely hinted that perhaps the peak of UK rates would last for longer than the market is currently pricing in. Um, so that would probably have a downward, downward effect on sterling too. That's the FT's bonds and currencies reporter, Mary McDougall. Regional and mid-sized U.S. banks are working to sell off their loan portfolios. They want to raise cash after seeing Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic fail this spring. Here to explain is the FT's U.S. financial editor, Brooke Masters. Hi, Brooke. Hey, Mark. So, Brooke, why are banks doing this right now? Basically, for two different reasons. You can kind of think about this as a bit of a barbell. On one side... They looked at what happened to Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic, which were hit by big deposit outflows and then suddenly had to sell assets to come up with cash to meet them. And they're thinking, I don't want to be there. And so they are selling off high-quality assets that they can get cash or liquid, very liquid assets for so that they have them in case of a problem. They're basically upping their liquidity. The other thing they're doing is they're thinking, okay, in a new, more straightened world where I have to have more cash and I'm probably going to have higher capital requirements once the Fed gets through with its response to the Silicon Valley Bank crisis, I need to think really hard about which of these loan portfolios I want to keep. Which businesses can I afford to be in? Because if there are tougher capital requirements, some kinds of lending are more expensive than others. And so they are starting to get rid of the things they're not going to stay in. 
Yeah, but Brooke, are investors actually interested in what these banks are selling? Well, yes, there is demand on the private credit side for good assets. I think there's a bit of a paralysis in that the banks would like to sell their portfolios for as close to face value as possible, and the investors would like a great discount, as always happens. And so there's a bit of time needed to agree on these deals because, you know, people have to, the bid-ask spread has to get narrower. And so a sort of a debate among the investors, like, how much risk do you take on the borrower? How much of a discount do you want? And and so it's it's a slow-moving market, but we hear from places like Aries and KKR, which are big, big players in this market, that they are much busier than they were, say, a year ago or two years ago. So, Brooke, what are you looking for as these sales get underway? I think I'm going to be looking for banks selling off big portfolios that suggest that they are no longer going to do certain kinds of business. I mean, commercial real estate is an obvious area, which we're in a cyclical period. Some banks may just decide, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I think I'm also going to be watching the discount levels, because right now the discounts are not that big, which suggests that these are high-quality assets and people are not yet worried about credit quality. If the discounts start to get wider, that means the banks are more stressed, they're more worried about the economy, and investors may get a great deal, but there may also be real trouble ahead economically. Brooke Masters is the FT's U.S. financial editor. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks for having me. Things are looking bleak for British hedge fund titan Odie Asset Management. The firm has been in crisis since the FT exposed a series of sexual misconduct allegations against its founder, Crispin Odie. He denies the allegations but has been kicked out of the firm. The firm's banking partners have severed ties, making it hard to protect investors against market moves and losses. And as clients rush for the exit, the firm has been forced to suspend trading in some of its main funds. FT reporter Emma Dunkley has more on the fallout from the scandal. So they halted trading in five funds a couple of weeks ago, and they said that one of them, the OD Swan Fund, would be liquidated and the money returned to investors. Now, the latest development this week is the two hedge funds that Crispin OD until recently ran himself have also now been suspended. So that's the firm's flagship OD European Inc. Fund, and the OEI MAC Fund. Emma says OD Asset Management has also been in discussions with other firms. They've been talking about offloading some of the funds and fund managers to rival companies. This, in a way, should help to contain some of the reputational damage because it might allay client concerns if they see that their money is no longer managed by OD Asset Management, but in fact, another company with another brand, but under the existing fund manager. So we wrote the news after seeing a letter from OD Asset Management noting that four funds are potentially being transferred to another company called SW Mitchell. And these funds are run by a manager called Oliver Kelton. And the idea being that if these talks succeed, these funds are moved to this rival firm, if you will, um, underneath Oliver Kelton, the existing fund manager, but hopefully investors' concerns will be allayed by the fact that it's now housed by a different company that isn't impacted by any of the issues that OD Asset Management is currently facing. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority has been in contact with the company to try and make sure investors are protected. This will involve them keeping an eye on and being on top of conversations that OD Asset Management is having with other companies about transferring funds to some of these so-called rivals. 
But they've also potentially expanded an investigation that they launched a few years ago into Crispin Odie himself. So that's something else we'll be keeping an eye on. That's the FT's Emma Dunkley. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business whether it's a local operation or a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.